Good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on this first Friday of the month of September. This is Father Stosh Daly joining you live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Studios, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning, Father. And as we begin this first Friday of the month of September, we invite you to join us in making the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass offered throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So last First Friday, all of the kiddos were at home. Yeah. <laughs> this First Friday, they're all in school. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, no. Hopefully we've got a few more parents and they're tuning in because they're maybe on their way to work or taking care of errands. Or Now the homeschoolers are the also silence. very busy getting started. So. I think homeschoolers are always busy. Aren't yeah, they? that's yes. true. <laughs> As with everyone, everyone's always busy. As we enter into this first Friday of the month of September, we invite you to consider just a few things, uh, not the least of which is some of the feast days we have that we live as Catholic Christians in this month. Uh, we celebrate the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary on September 8th, which we are gladly able to celebrate Mm -hmm. tomorrow. We also have the Triumph of the Cross on the 14th, followed by the Memorial of Mother of Sorrows, which follows after the Triumph of the Cross. One of those beautiful twinnings in the life of the Church, where you've got two feast days that actually kind of feed into one another. (laughs) We appreciate Mother of Sorrows because she was at the foot of the cross. And the day before we celebrate the Exaltation or the Triumph of the Cross, found by uh, Empress Helena, in uh, Jerusalem. And then we also, the following day, had that opportunity after basking in the glory of the exaltation of the cross to consider once again the significance of the price paid by Our Lady and basically watching and giving her son for our salvation. Such a beautiful opportunity. And in this month of September, filled with so many beautiful feast days and transitions, we also have the opportunity, of course, to once again allow our focus, allow our hearts to be centered on Jesus and his most sacred heart. But we're also taking an opportunity this month, on this First Friday, to help all of you become prepared for the upcoming Congress of the Sacred Heart. Oh, it's getting here. It's coming (laughs) quickly. And I think it's going to be our very best one ever. We do say that every year. (laughs) (laughs) That thought just ran through my head. But (laughs) But I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) I'm confident this year. And this year, we've moved it from October to November. So it's November 10th, and you're going to hear more about it this hour. But again, if there's any questions that you have, give us a call at St. Gabriel Radio, 614-459-4820. Or certainly you can go on our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And again, um, this is, we come to you every first Friday. It's called the Sacred Heart Hour. And a little bit about the mission of the Sacred Heart of Columbus, and that's who we represent, is to promote the devotion of the Sacred Heart of Jesus throughout the diocese of Columbus and beyond. This mission is primarily accomplished through the efforts of our missionaries. Um, and the missionaries, now some almost 80 of yeah, them. Yeah, I know, 80 of them. 
of the Sacred Heart to promote mm-hmm. the practice of enthroning and honoring the Sacred Heart of Jesus in homes, parishes, and schools. And Father, we just had our fourth high school uh, mm. enthroned in August, Hartley High School. That's right. Bishop Wonderful. Hartley has now joined the ranks of the Catholic high schools that have enthroned the Sacred Heart. And, uh, you know, Chuck, you highlighted that we focus on the diocese and beyond, but with the three of our personalities, we more <laughs> focus on the beyond. You know, <laughs> we don't let 23 counties keep us heads in. You know, we're going for the world here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we and are. And St. Gabriel Catholic Radio allows us to do that. And so we're offering each one of you an invitation, but also a challenge. You know, in this month of September, consider bringing the mm. Sacred Heart of Jesus into your home. You know, uh, for those of you who have set out upon that, okay, now we're heading into fall or we're heading into the new fiscal year or the new school year. It's a good time just to kind of remind ourselves as Catholic Christians what we're truly about, Mm. you know, drawing close to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And that's the whole purpose behind Sacred Heart Columbus. That's the whole purpose behind this first Friday hour is to help people hear the holy name and to realize that behind that name is a heart that beats out of love for them. And the Congress is another wonderful way to renew that. It's like a big family reunion. It is. And to learn more. And this is going to be a special program today as we have uh, guests who will be speaking at the Congress to give you a little sample and get you excited. And please register early. And we're going to go through the details. But again, you can always register for the Congress on sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org. It's going to be November 10th, and it starts at 7.30 with the rosary, and it ends at 12.15. So we have always packaged this to be a morning retreat, and part of the retreat is uh, not only wonderful speakers, but the rosary, Divine Mercy Chaplet. Reconciliation. All day long. And also we're going to have the Adoration Chapel at St. Michael's uh, open all day also, or all morning. So again, it's we're going to talk about the 7th Annual Sacred Heart Congress. It's going to be at St. Michael's Church in Worthington um, on Saturday, November 10th. And Father, the question always comes up, why the Congress. Why did you feel like years ago we needed to start this seven years ago? It's seven years now. <laughs> the, the time has gone by. <laughs> well, I mean, it all came about at the same time as we started Sacred Heart Columbus, mm-hmm. and the idea was to have a yearly gathering where everyone who has participated in the enthronement, learned more about the Sacred Heart of Jesus in their homes, has been impacted by the Sacred Heart of Jesus in their lives, would have an opportunity to come together. And to kind of realize that as we journey towards the Lord, following that invitation issued by Christ himself, that really he's actually, as we're responding to him, we're entering into a community. We're entering into a family. And with so many people feeling isolated or ostracized in today's world, especially for those people who are of faith, you know, who follow Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ, who, who have that love for him in the Eucharist, there are so many temptations that surround us, not the least of which are those that lead us to think that somehow we're apart from the world, or that we're alone, or that we're forgotten or left behind. And so you have this gathering once a year where you have some people come in, offer some talks, offer some conferences, basically share some thoughts about the Lord and the significance He has in our lives. But then also you get to meet others who have also drawn close to the Sacred Heart. And you have that opportunity to make use of the sacraments, receiving our Lord Jesus Christ in His heart through the Holy Eucharist, And Father, if they know nothing about the Sacred Heart... This is also for them. It's just, I mean, it's everything. You get to learn more about the Lord's Sacred Heart. You get to, for those who have already done the enthronement, 
kind of have that opportunity to renew your own commitment through the covenant with our Lord in his sacred heart. And a lot of people, it gives them an opportunity to pray, you know, to consider what's going on in my home, what's going on in my family, what's going on in my life, what's going on in my neighborhood, what's going on in my family uh, that is the church, the parish church, you know, what's going on in the broader church, what's going on in the world. And this provides a beautiful and powerful opportunity to come together and pray for those intentions and for those petitions that the Lord has placed on our hearts. Oh, it's going to be great. And Joanne, why don't you introduce our first speaker? Oh, I'm excited about that. And, no, she's uh, a stranger, right? <laughs> we just let a stranger into the studio. None I've of known us know her. her. For a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> this is uh, my daughter, Emily Jaminette, Emily Wilson Jaminette. And uh, many of you already know Emily or have heard her speak, maybe on the radio every day of Mother's Moments. But she is a Catholic author, speaker, radio personality, wife, and mother of seven beautiful children, <laughs> and the Evangelization Outreach Network for the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. She has co-authored two books, Divine Mercy for Moms and The Friendship Project, published by Ave Maria Press which um, our Bible study has done and really loved it. She is a regular contributor to CatholicMom.com. The Catholic Digest is a frequent guest. She's a frequent guest on National Catholic Radio around the country. She can be found at www.emilyjaminette.com. She lives right here in Columbus with her husband, John, and, of course, there's seven children. Emily, please share with us today some of the highlights of your talk and the importance of enthroning the sacred heart in homes, businesses, schools, parishes, and organizations. And Emily, also, as you have enthroned, you and John, what has that meant to you and your family? Well, good morning, everyone. (laughs) No pressure, right? No pressure. Um, Well, this is really fun to be invited back a second month in a row. And I I think about God's providence because initially when I agreed to speak at the Congress. I was not very involved with Sacred Heart Columbus or the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. I just have a heart for the Sacred Heart, and I just felt like as a mom, it's important to take many of these beautiful devotions and break them down for the laity and make it very practical. So one of the things that I really like to do is practical spirituality and just giving people little steps, baby steps to growing in their faith. And I know one thing, the sacred heart of Jesus is not a little step. It is a leap into the heart of Christ. So if you are looking for peace in your home, consolation in your troubles, if you're looking, you know, at knowing that your your end days are approaching and you really are feeling anxious, you know, that's okay. The, the Sacred Heart devotion is for each and every one of us. And the promises are something that each and every one of us can live out in our ordinary lives. And the thing that's most striking to me, and I, I will um, speak about these things at the Congress, is that 
this is a devotion that's not made up by um, Chuck and Joy and Wilson, Father Stosh, and a couple nope. others. Oh, this no. is a devotion no. that is approved a by our Catholic faith. It is lived out in ordinary people's lives, um, one being my grandparents, and I know my parents have spoken about them and their ordinary lives, but extraordinary experiences through the grace of God. And, you know, lastly, it's gospel promises coming to life. So if you're looking for a place to go, the Sacred Heart of Jesus is absolutely the only place to go. And it's something that um, I can't wait to dive in deeper. And last night I was um, speaking to the Women of Wisdom. Wow. They have a <laughs> podcast. And they're women who say we are called the Women of Wisdom because we're over the age of 60 years old. And, <laughs> you know, they they were so cute. They I were, like that. Yep. They were interviewing me about this devotion. And each one of them said, we need at this time in the church, we need a place to go and place our trust. And, and this is the devotion. And I, I really believe the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Sacred Heart Columbus specifically has a tremendous mission that is obtainable. And that's to bring Christ to all people, especially to families. So, um, one thing you can do is share this on Facebook, you know, share our, our Facebook posts and, and evangelize the people in your circle. You can invite people to be enthroned if you've already been enthroned. A lot of people stop me and say, you know, thank you for the Sacred Heart Hour and it's what a great program. And I would say, share it with somebody else. You don't have to be an official missionary to promote enthronement. And if you have not enthroned, please don't be intimidated. If a mother with seven children can do this, <laughs> if you're worried about the uh, cobwebs in your the corner of your house, don't be intimidated. This is something that is doable, approachable for everyone. And these missionaries are longing to connect with you and, you know, lead, hold your hand in the spiritual world and take you a little deeper and welcome Jesus as king, brother, and friend. So nobody wants Jesus knocking on our doors. Instead, you know, welcome him in. And again, uh, it's the seventh annual Sick Heart Congress somebody's talking about. It's going to be at St. Michael's Church in Worthington, November 10th. And that's a Saturday. And it's 7.30 to 12. And this year, we're changing the fee a little bit. It's going to be $10 for an individual, $20 for the family. So, Emily, your family is 20. It's not 140. It's 20. (laughs) And the scholarship, um, and you could be scholarship. And the great thing about the, um, the Congress is you're coming there for the morning and uh, and Emily, you can share about the importance of this, but there's going to be the rosary. There's going to be a wonderful mass uh, with our homily by Father Stosh Daly. Father will be the mass celebrant. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful Divine Mercy Chaplet um, after the break. And you have a time to meet others and refreshments and so forth and meet some organization and vendors. Then you'll hear from Emily Jaminette and David Karam. And then Father Stosh will wrap it up, and we'll have confessions and adoration all day. So, again, just any thoughts, Emily, why someone who's listening today should register? Well, first you should register because I don't know a single person that's gone to the Congress and said, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely in your best interest to invest in your spiritual life. And for many of us, you know, we're running from this place to the next and 
you know, with all the activities and sports, I really appreciate that um, the Congress is coming at a great time, November 10th, where we can put it on our calendar right now, instantly plug it in there, block off some time and spend time with the Lord. And, you know, if not, you really run risk of of living off spiritual crumbs. And I recommend that that's not your spirituality, that instead you refresh and renew yourself as we will be approaching um, Advent. This is a great time to pause, a great time before the Thanksgiving festivities take off. And I feel like November and December can kind of be a, a blink. So what a great opportunity to pause on that November 10th. The weather won't be bad. It will be a beautiful day like it usually always is and and renew yourself. So um, this is a, a labor of love. I look at what Father Stosh has done, what my parents have done, what the missionaries have done, the planning committee, you know, everyone coming together is a testimony to the Catholic faith here in Columbus, Ohio. And we really welcome, I, I was reviewing the stats of other people that have come here. We've had people come here from Louisiana, from um, Alabama. We've had people come here from Kentucky and Michigan and different states for this Congress. We really have an opportunity to continue to be leaders as laity and clergy coming together and promoting something that's so essential as the sacred heart of Jesus. Father, go ahead. Any thoughts regarding the Congress? You know, Emily, what I'm thinking is, you know, a lot of people are hearing us speak about the Congress, and of course you're going to be one of our speakers and a featured presenter. But with regard to the Sacred Heart, uh, what what captivated your attention? I mean, outside of like the family tradition and the family thrust, like when, when you're at home with your husband and your seven kids are running in and out, and this one's going there and this one's going there, um, where do you find the Sacred Heart being of importance in the midst of all of that? in the midst of the family life, you know, because you're going to be giving a talk and we know already, uh, you know, that you're very talented and you're highly sought after, which is an incredible compliment. Um, but like in so many different topics that people ask you to talk about, you know, you have such a, a beautiful message with regard to the Lord's sacred heart. So just as far as like a little personal witness, like where do you find the source? Where do you find that peace in your actual home? You know, when, uh, we're not dragging you to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio to give a talk, you know, <laughs> like in your home with your own prayer mm-hmm. life, with, you know, that journey to holiness with your husband and your vows and uh, helping your children try to pursue and to see Jesus. You know, how do you see the Sacred Heart being instrumental or foundational in your family life? Well, I really think about how this devotion is designed for family life. It is designed to give you a place to go in the midst of the chaos in the busyness and the state of the world. So my images of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart are the first place that I place my eyes. I actually have one image in my bedroom. So I look at it first thing in the morning and the second image is down in my front room. So um, for all of your listeners, if you're looking for a baby step, begin with morning prayer, morning prayer of, you know, giving the Sacred Heart of Jesus your day and allowing him to open the doors that he wants to open in your life, opportunities, experiences, and really um, allow you to be a light in other people's lives. And that's really um very, very important to me. The The images where they're hung is significant, but the second part, learning to honor the sacred heart is something just as I asked the children to learn to honor me, I, I'm obedient to honoring the sacred heart. And so is my husband. We, you know, there's always something 
a force bigger than you. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Obedience goes not just for children. And as you mentioned, mine are 19 to two, but also the importance of us knowing that we're obedient to the Lord. And one of the things Father Stosh talked about initially when I started going deeper in this devotion is that when we welcome Jesus into our home, he will purify our home and he will give us new eyes to see what we need to see. And that is a testimony each and every day to my my life, you know, because one time we, we don't want to have our head in the sand, but instead as parents and as, you know, really as Catholics, we want to welcome Jesus into all areas of our life. So that is um, something I do each and every day. It's, it's um, you know, the two, recently someone said to me, and I, I thought about how true it was, one of the most significant things they found with after the enthronement was they didn't long for the television like they once did. And mm, I think about yeah. that is so true in my own life mm. as many people say, well, how do you do all this? And how do you write these reflections and parent and... It's because I, I'm not longing for television. I'm longing for more of Jesus. And it actually makes me unsettled, the, the, that constant noise. And I think that's just a small fruit of going deeper in this devotion. And he leads each and every one of us gently by the hand. You know, there's this uh, account that you shared uh, last month and then in the different talks you've given about how after you had done the enthronement in your family home, one of your teenagers, you know, is out and about, and you know, something, somehow the Lord shined a light. You know? And uh, you'll have to go into greater detail, but it was something like, you know, why is it I always get caught on the first time? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Actually, I, I've had three kids separately um, say that to me. How is it you always catch me on the first time? Now I won't, you know, uh, put As a out their, kid, you know, I love their, that. their dirty laundry, but but it's true. I mean, the Holy Spirit and has um, given me new vision, but the Sacred Heart has gently changed my heart to love my children through trying times when those those spears of sorrow have struck me as I think about the Blessed Mother with her feast day um, coming up. But really, it's an opportunity of teaching and you know, I've brought the children, each, every one before the image and said, this is Jesus's house and you're welcome to live here, but he's enthroned king of this house and he does not tolerate the the um the sin that you might be initially attracted to because as we all know sin leads to bondage and slavery and the freedom comes not just from um you know going to church on sunday but really welcoming jesus into our home so if you have not enthroned you know Please consider the enthronement to the Sacred Heart. Please consider coming to the Congress. Please consider calling St. Gabriel right now and, and give us your questions. What is preventing you from going deeper or welcoming a missionary who probably lives two blocks away from you <laughs> and would love to enter into a new relationship of friendship and um, introduce this devotion? And then we're talking about images, Emily, who having images, but we bring framed pictures of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. You do not need to have anything but an open door. And we like a straight chair. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be, you know, comfy even. No, we, we bring everything again. Any questions, give us a call, 614-459-4820, 614 and if right now uh, Emily's 
challenging you. We're all challenging you to go on to saintgabrielradio.com. And uh, certainly if you want to pass this program on to others today that are unfortunately not able to hear it, they can go into the archives or go ahead and register today for the Congress at the Sacred Heart um, what is our website again? SacredHeartColumbus.org. Org. We got more? <laughs> it's early. It's early. Just, you know, yeah, SacredHeartColumbus.org. I mean. <laughs> Just Google Sacred Heart yeah. Columbus. And, we and can use those extra points for searching. <laughs> registration and... Um, and and then click on the registration, and again, it's just ten dollars for an individual, twenty dollars for the family, and bring everybody in the family, and uh, it's going to be a great day. Right, and as Father? you've heard, as you've heard already, the Sacred Heart is for everyone; it's for all peoples, mm-hmm. and this Congress is also for everyone and all peoples. You know, if if there's that stirring within your heart for consolation, if there's that stirring in your heart for evangelization, for a mission. You know, we invite you to bring the Lord's Sacred Heart into your home and participate in His divine life. And it's not for priests, it's not for sisters, it's not just for married people, it's not for single people, it's for all people. You know, if there's that longing for the Lord, Congress is the place where you got to be. Emily, any thoughts as we wind down the first half hour? I have two final thoughts, and that's one thing that has been really important to Sacred Heart Columbus is we'd love to hear your story. You know, sometimes you think, oh, nobody wants to hear my story about the Sacred Heart. We love to hear Mm, your testimony. We need those stories. We do. So, you know what? Or even worse, they think they don't have a story. Yeah. Trust me, (laughs) you've got a story. You have a story. And we want your story. We want your story, and we want to to hear how the Lord's working in your life. So you may Mm -hmm. easily... um, Go to our website and send us an email. Find us on Facebook and Sacred Heart Columbus and leave your, you know, leave your comments, share our posts, like us and and promote this in your circles. And I want to just leave to you with the first three promises of the Sacred Heart. And we could say this a hundred times because it's so relevant to each and every one of us. Number one, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Number two, I will give peace to their families. And number three, I will console them in all their troubles. So if you want to learn more, go deeper and come to know Who does not need the relationship promises. with the Sacred Heart. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> entering in those promises, remember that towards the end, the Lord says, for those who propagate or for those who spread this devotion, their names will be written in my heart, never to be effaced. So if you yourself have already had that personal experience of the reality of Christ's sacred heart, that burning love he has for you, if you come into a contact with the great truth that our Catholic Church proclaims that Christ exists and he is sent to us by the Father, you know, that love that love is meant for you. And if you decide to share that love, if you decide to share the knowledge of his heart, you're spreading that reality. And as you become a co-worker in his truth, like the apostles, like the disciples, uh, your name is written in his heart. You become someone that is highly cherished, highly favored, you know, and you are the one who is working with him in love for the salvation of souls. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to pack up and leave your house and go journeying all the way around the continent. It can be so simple as saying, check out this program. Why don't you take this image, uh, enter into this prayer, bring his heart into your home, enthrone the sacred heart over your lives. Think about a new way of life. And, you know, thinking about a new way of life, um, Father, uh, it's September, first Friday today. And when is the feast day of the sacred heart is June. Exactly. So there can be a novena. Absolutely. Starting today, sure. yeah, nine first Fridays in a row for 
for two reasons. One, certainly for what's going on in the church. Absolutely, yeah. And we need Jesus more than ever. Right. And second of all, the domestic church, the family needs Jesus more than ever. And it's not just, as you mentioned, Father, once and done. No. What is Mm -hmm. life without a heart? There's Mm -hmm. enough people living lives without hearts. It's kind of weird. You know? And you know, it, but we need that heart of Christ, and absolutely. we need that opportunity to prepare for that great high holy feast day of the Sacred Heart. And by entering into those nine First Fridays, you know, you have an opportunity to just every First Friday receive our Lord Jesus in Holy Communion. You know, visit Him in the Tabernacle. If there's adoration, visit Him face to face, heart to heart in adoration, and just make that pious visit, that little visit, letting Him know He is not forgotten in your life. He is the center of your life. He is the heart for your life. And, you know, Emily has said she's third generation Sacred Heart, which is true. What better treasure to pass on to our children? And as I listened to Emily as a mother, she's so uh, gone deeper. She's, I call them the children, uh, uh, you know, improved additions. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it should be. As should, with each yes. generation, we should, you know, it should increase the love for our Lord, the love for his church. And the holiness of life. And what better way to help family life than to have a home enthronement and to totally welcome our Lord in a formal way. Awesome. As we bring to a close this first segment, and we've been able to host Emily Jaminette, one of the speakers at this upcoming Congress of the Sacred Heart held in November on the 10th at St. Michael's Church. We bring to a close this opportunity and this time spent with one another by entrusting ourselves to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs. Your blessings on all that we do in the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Das Coffee House. Coffee and pastries. German and Italian style. At Das Coffee House in Lithopolis on Columbus Street. And in German Village, Brewery District at 1036 South Front Street. Pro-Life Health Plan provides alternatives to traditional health insurance and Obamacare initiatives. Our plans cater to self-employed individuals and the faith-based community allowing them to receive coverages which align with their beliefs. Enrollment available year-round. Start saving with the Pro-Life Health Plan by going to iCellHealth.com. That's iCellHealth.com. Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils is excited to celebrate their 25th anniversary by offering 25% off premium bulk and bagged mulch, topsoil, and leaf compost orders. Use code KB25 at kbcolumbus.com or mention it to get the 25% off money-saving offer. Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils also accepts yard waste for recycling at all four locations. That's Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils, celebrating 25 years in Columbus. Call 614-43-MULCH or kbcolumbus.com. From powering our homes to aiding patients, what our clients do is amazing, but they couldn't succeed without technology. At HMB, we believe our technology solutions should create limitless possibilities. Whether it's developing an application, taking your business to the cloud, or something in between, our expert consultants can help you get there. So, 
What's the next big thing you want to achieve? Let's work on it together so you can. Visit hmbhelpsit.com for a free consultation. Global Financial Partners in Westerville, proud supporter of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. That's Global Financial Partners. Good morning and welcome back to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we enter into this second segment of the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month, we turn our minds and our hearts to our Father in Heaven as we begin with this prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Clothe us, Lord God, with the virtues of the heart of your Son, and set us aflame with his love, that conform to his image we may merit a share in eternal redemption. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That opening prayer that we used for this second segment on this first Friday hour here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio is taken from the Mass for the first Friday of the month, a Mass offered in reparation for the sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's a prayer that many of you who will be able to attend Holy Mass this day will perhaps hear from the priest as he begins Holy Mass. It's the vote of Mass of the Sacred Heart, and I love those opening words. Mm. Clothe us, Lord God, with the virtues of the heart of your Son, and set us aflame with his love, that conformed to his image we may merit a share in eternal redemption. We have so many things in this world that are clamoring for our attention, demanding our presence, and expecting us to conform to them or to it. And here the Church echoes the perennial beauty of her voice in truth, asking us for that grace uh, from God above, that we may be conformed to the image of Jesus and Jesus alone. One of the most beautiful teachings that has been echoed throughout the ages is Jesus Christ reveals man to himself. And without Jesus, mm. we don't know who we are because we're going to be, be in that void. can be kind of scary, Father. <laughs> well, uh, it's a definitely adventurous. You know? <laughs> but without the Lord Jesus, we don't know who we are. Mm. And we see so many people today clamoring to mm. know their identity. And they're turning to mm. agendas and movements and even just question marks and mysteries to know who am I? What am I? And here on the first Friday of the month, the church reminds all of humanity, in order to know who you are, draw close to the one who creates you you know, and conform yourself to the image of Jesus. It is challenging. It can be difficult because it means we have to let go of things mm-hmm. from this world. But ultimately, it's the only place and it's the true source of uh, bliss and happiness and fulfillment. And in our lives, in our homes, in our places of work, in our places of study or learning, where better to have that true image of authentic humanity and the beauty of divinity than the and Sacred Heart of Jesus? we have to hear it. I love when Emily said... You know, by entering deeper into the most sacred heart of Jesus, uh, the television starts to lose its attraction. (laughs) The noise coming in, the messages being received, so we can really have an ear and a heart to to know what our Lord is speaking to us. And then to be able to authentically love one's Mm -hmm. neighbor, because the closer and closer we draw to the Lord, the more and more we see as God sees, we love as God loves. And that opens us up to true true and everlasting bonds of fraternity and charity and community. Even if it's hard sometimes, Father. Even if we have to it's share. It's usually hard. I know. But <laughs> so, if it's, there are difficulties sometimes. Opportunities for growth are rarely easy, you know, but they're always yeah. rewarding and uh, life-changing, you know. And as we enter into this second segment of this hour, 
we have the privileged opportunity to welcome the second presenter and speaker at the Congress of the Sacred Heart that's coming up in November on the 10th to be held at St. Michael's Church. And uh, as we prepare to welcome him onto the program, you know, we're once again just spending this hour on this first Friday of the month of September, considering the beautiful feast days that are ahead of us, the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary tomorrow on the 8th. And then we also have upcoming a week from today, uh, the Triumph of the Cross, followed by the Memorial of Mother of Sorrows a week from tomorrow. Uh, we have this month of transitions and preparation for new I phases love in this our lives. Month. You know, Love the feast we're all day. waiting for the transition in the weather. Yeah, <laughs> she loves, waiting, she loves it with, with the birthday coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she our lady's not the only birthday coming up. <laughs> yeah, she waits for September. I love to see the eyes of my grandchildren when they know what my birthday is. It's like, I never knew you were so old. <laughs> Have you transitioned to the number candles, not the individual candles for <laughs> yes, every year? Yes, it's the perfect number of seven, but zero. But the Lord is at the center of it all, so that's good. Well, it is a pleasure to introduce David Karam, our second uh, guest today, and um, and he'll be speaking at the Congress. And David is the Chief Executive Officer of Sabaro. Prior to his role at Sparrow, David served as president of Wendy's International and the president of Cedar Enterprises, one of the largest franchises in the Wendy's system. David serves on the board of directors for Logan's Roadhouse, Henny's Penny's Corporation, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, the Catholic Foundation, and the Pontifical College Josephina. Been married to Lisa for 34 years. They have three sons and four grandchildren. He's a great friend of all of us. Please welcome David Karam. Welcome, David. Thanks, Chuck. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be with you guys today. And also maybe to help us just share a little to our listeners today, the highlights maybe of your talk of what you're thinking of, the importance of the enthroning of the Sacred Heart today in homes and businesses and schools and parishes or organizations especially in the light of what's happening in the Catholic Church today. And how has it affected your family, David, after your enthronement? Well, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Chuck, Joanne, Father. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the focal point for, you know, what I'll speak about in November <clears throat> is to really uh, provide a little bit of a catechetical background on this devotion because it's actually fascinating, but I think it's always important to kind of ladder that up to the broader cultural Ooh, challenges that. that we have. Mm-hmm. And so maybe to start at the end, I mean, what's the challenge not only that the church faces today, but that uh, our culture, not just the United States, but more broadly the culture of the world faces? And it, it's really this kind of race to the bottom, this anything-goes hmm. mentality. And we all know, as devoted Catholics, that that doesn't bring happiness. Hmm. That doesn't... You know, people kind of get drawn by this false allure of uh, kind of a misguided sense of freedom, but it doesn't bring happiness. And so I think at the core, uh, the reason Christ came uh, to St. Margaret Mary was to, his expression was simple. Here is an image of my heart uh, pierced with thorns, flaming on fire for love of my children, Uh, but the response I get is coldness and apathy and uh, neglect. And I think that image, which quite frankly the church struggled with for years on whether they should have a devotion to 
an organ to an object, and if it kind of took us away from a broader understanding of our faith, uh, is a great image to think about our own neglect. And the farther we pull away from our faith, obviously, the more our own lives become a bit of a wreck and in turmoil, but more collectively, the more our culture becomes that way. So I think at the core, uh, renewal of this devotion, not only in Columbus, but throughout the, uh, the, the church, will help reinvigorate people uh, into a love of Christ, into a love of his sacrifice. And uh, there's, a, there's a rich history here. There's a rich catechetical history of uh, how the church kind of has developed this devotion. And I think that you know, sharing some of those highlights will be beneficial. But, you know, one of the things that's so interesting is, <clears throat> you know, if we look at any other practice, any other skill, any other form of knowledge that we try to acquire in life, we don't, we don't get that without, uh, you know, without practice, without participation in the steps. You know, you're not going to become a marathon runner if you don't start with, you know, running a mile and then moving it to two miles, right? And one of the things that uh, is so touching about the devotion and the consecration uh, uh, of the enthronement process in homes is it's kind of teaching people uh, the basic steps of our faith, how to pray, how to pray collectively, uh, how to read and learn, how to you know, essentially engage in catechesis. And I think, you know, it seems obvious, but I think that's one of the things that, the, that, that has led to the deterioration of faith. And so, you know, I, I think it's uh, important, you know, through your missionaries— that we make sure that uh, people who are considering or who were approaching uh, for an enthronement understand they don't need to be pious, holy people to have their homes enthroned. They don't need to, to uh, you know, have uh, this, you know, kind of like uh, super uh, Catholic identity. We're looking to help people begin that, that, that journey back to a deeper love and knowledge of their faith and a deeper love of Christ through helping to guide them through the basic steps that, frankly, have fallen into neglect uh, throughout the church, I think. And again, uh, we have David Karam as our guest speaker this morning, and also he'll be a speaker at the 7th Annual Sacred Heart Congress. It's going to be November 10th in Worthington at St. Michael's Church. And again, the registration fee, you can go on St. St. SacredHeartColumbus.org, SacredHeartColumbus.org, and uh, the registration fee is ten dollars for an individual, twenty dollars for a family, and even if you just want to come and uh, that's a little too much for your budget, we have scholarships. We just want you to get there. And as David said, this is for everybody. This is for those that have had their home and throne, those that haven't had their home and throne, those that don't feel worthy to have their home and throne. Just to, so that you can be inspired more, why Jesus and why Jesus wants to be in your family in a deeper way to unlock whatever needs to be unlocked so that you can start honoring Jesus as the king that he came to in 1673 to St. Margaret Mary because his heart was bursting with love 
And what he wanted to do was penetrate our hearts so our hearts become more like his hearts. Father, any thoughts with what David has shared or any questions for David? Well, the thing that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, David, as you consider the great gift, the rich gift of faith that you received from your own family growing up, you know, and for each of us, we receive a faith at a particular moment as authored by God through the gift of baptism and the graces that we are uh, received through the sacraments that we receive throughout our childhood and our upbringing. Uh, you came from a family of faith and you have maintained that great gift of faith as you have um, you know, lived your life and you got married and you had your family and now you have grandchildren of your own. Right. You know, um, can you explain just as a personal witness, you know, how is it that you experienced the richness of this particular reality of the sacred heart in your own life, you know, uh, and how has that kind of uh, grown in your own um, experience of God's love? Well, uh, Lisa and I were very, very blessed uh, to have uh, Chuck and Joanne enthroned our home, you know, several years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I have to tell you that the, the comments I made about just engaging in the basic rituals of uh, cultivating our faith uh, are ones that Lisa and I really hadn't engaged in, things like praying together uh, on a regular basis, mm-hmm. praying the rosary together. We would do that alone and, and typically uh, would go off into the you know separate parts of the the house uh, and 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 make our devotions and you know do our Bible study or readings uh, on our own and and still have an inclination to do that. But there's something that happens, I think, when you pray together as a family, uh, and and you know I think that's a uh, a simple act, Father, yeah. but I can't overstate the importance. I think it creates a sense of uh, oneness sure. in the family. You know, the the key with this devotion, uh, one of the most important promises is the, is the protection of the family. And, you know, <laughs> with the current crisis, but frankly, you don't need the current crisis to understand this threat, this mega threat that, that, that frankly, Satan perpetrated on the church and, and that uh, Our Lady of Fatima warned about sure, over and over again yeah. with her premonitions about Russia. Yep. Uh, the, the the destruction of the family has been at the core, not only of the destruction of uh, our faith, you know, and the practices and devotions of our faith, but of our culture. Mm-hmm. So one of the mm-hmm. one of the promises, one of the most important promises, is the protection of the family. And I think that simple act of praying together uh, creates a sense of oneness with the family. And but, David, that's not unusual that families that having now in Columbus gone yeah. to uh, um, a thousand homes, that this many times is the first time yeah. that a family has prayed together and especially prayed together with the children. Yeah. And um, and there are times when, you know, children are doing somersaults and jumping off couches. I mean, it, this is... Uh, this is real life. Yeah. This is real family life. I can imagine what you've only, I can only imagine what you've seen, Joanne, <laughs> well, honestly, we can, in we, all these devotions, because yeah, I know we felt that in our own. Well, our own I, I have to share when we, when we start praying the family rosary in our home, which was, you know, years ago in the 80s, our son, Chad, dialed 911. <laughs> we actually had 
You know, it was like, what? The police were coming to our door. And, of course, Chuck was furious. And, uh, you know, we were all holding these rosaries. And the policeman's like, what is going on on Arlington Avenue? And uh, so we understand. And the missionaries understand. They have their own stories of family life in their life. Well, believe it or not, Chad, no Chad understood that the rosary was a life or death matter, so he called nine one one because he, he understood everything to, was on the line. And he always had to go to the bathroom, of course. But, but you know, in in all seriousness, I mean, I think sometimes the most uh, important lessons in life are the ones that face us, stare at us every day, and mm. we kind of look beyond them. And I cannot overstate the importance of, you know, the building blocks of faith, and and it's prayer. It's the sacraments. It's catechesis. Just start. It's those critical pieces. It's interesting. You know, there there are two encyclicals that were really written about the Sacred Heart. I mean, obviously, Chuck, uh, you know, our team, uh, our team in our prayer group read, um, you know, the Pope, the encyclical Hariatus Aquas on Devotion to the Sacred Heart mm-hmm. by Pope Pius XII. He wrote that in 1956, but 28 years earlier— Pope Pius XI issued an encyclical on on the devotion, on reparation to the Sacred Heart. One of the things that uh, is mentioned in, in the encyclical is that, you know, through Moses, God gave man the law. But through Christ, he gave man grace and love. And it manifests itself most vividly in this, in this, in his heart, his pierced and uh, inflamed heart. And so I think using this this enthronement, using this devotion, uh, will lead us to a renewal in our faith. I think the other thing that's so critical for all of our listeners, and I think it's imperative that we make sure that we get this message out, this Congress is not for the uber-Catholics, okay? Mm. Please, if it just is a a topic of inquiry for you, of interest, come, learn a little bit more, uh, because uh, what we really want to do is touch lives that, uh, you know, that, that maybe haven't had the full uh, immersion in our faith. And, and I think that's an important point that we need to make sure we communicate, not only to our listeners, but to the friends and family members of our listeners. We're going to be blessed on November 10th uh, at St. Michael's uh, Parish in Worthington to having uh, David Karam and Emily Jaminette as our guest speakers. Of course, Father is uh, will be giving the homily, which will be a wonderful talk and be the Mass celebrant. We're going to have confessions all day, and uh, Adoration Chapel is going to be open. We think St. Michael's is a very special parish this year. And, Father, I know you spent a little time at St. Michael's. Mm-hmm. I did. That's right. <laughs> right after I was ordained a priest 10 years ago, that was my first assignment. I was sent to St. Michael's in Worthington. And, and oddly enough, I mean, that's not odd. It's God's providence. But that's where, um, in my own life as a priest, the Sacred Heart enthronement especially just took off. Uh, you know, when people started showing up at the office in need of true and uh, profound help to save marriages— and to save their own lives, uh, you know, good people, people who wanted to be holy, people who wanted to do what was right, but people who nevertheless were sincerely dwelling in darkness. They knew they were, they knew they were made for something more and for something better, but they didn't know how to get there. 
And uh, in God's providence, a couple of years earlier while in seminary, I had just picked up this random booklet someone had discarded on the enthronement of the Sacred Heart published in Massachusetts. And uh, I had gone through it and read it and for some reason just kind of filed it away. And the moment that first couple showed up at my office, in fact, the pastor had just gone on a couple of weeks of vacation, and then this couple shows up looking for marriage counseling. And my my first response was, um, you need to go to the pastor, but he just left. You know, I'm brand new. And uh, counseling that first couple, it's like, well, let's just slow things down a bit. And uh, if you can give me nine good days of prayer, just nine good days of prayer, uh, inviting the Lord to come into your marriage and come into your home, um, at the end, we'll all have a better vision of where to go with all of this. And I was secretly hoping in the weakness of my humanity that somehow the bishop would transfer me before those nine days were over. <laughs> I thought, I don't know what I'm going to say, you know, but the nine days were the nine day novena to the sacred heart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, something that coming full circle here, there was no intimacy in that marriage. There was no intimacy of communication. There was no intimacy of love and there was definitely no peace. And what that couple experienced was by entering into that period of preparation for the enthronement, and learning how to pray with one another yeah. out loud in the presence of one another in their own home, you could see that the Lord was able to start breaking down the barriers and he was able to bring peace. And And that's something that, you know, the Sacred Heart does. Uh, when we draw close to the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ in our lives, in our homes, in our families, uh, and especially in our parishes too, uh, Christ demands of us an intimacy. He doesn't want us to be bystanders or onlookers. He wants that intimacy, a shared experience of life. And then he invites us and challenges us, but also he gives us the grace to then have that intimacy with those who are closest with us. And if we want peace in our families, which the Lord wants for us, but if we want that peace, there has to be an intimacy, a communication, an openness, not merely uh, just happen to share a residence with others that we call our spouses or our parents or our children, but actually have an intimacy of life uh, to rebuild true and authentic community. Um, and it all started here, here local in my life as a priest, it all started at St. Michael's. So we're mm, kind of like a homecoming of sorts. It's going to be a homecoming. You know? And David, I know as this session comes to an end, any final thoughts um, in regards to your sharing or in regards to as you say, opening that door for those uh, that would be willing to step out to come to the Congress. You know, Chuck, um, listening to Father Stash's uh, story just now, it just reminds me, and this is a, you know, an important point for all of our listeners. You know, we didn't get our faith uh, by chance. We didn't get it free. It came at the sacrifice of, you know, a line of people that preceded us. Mm-hmm probably a friend or most immediately a family member, but you can go all the way back to Christ and to the apostles. And the reason I mention that is that's our role for somebody. And we won't know who that somebody or those somebodies are until we pray God get to heaven and we can look in the rearview mirror at the people that Christ put in our, in our, uh, in our life that we had the opportunity to touch in a constructive way, and maybe even the people that we neglected to touch. And so I would say, use this and so many of these other wonderful apostolates in Columbus as a way to draw your loved ones, your family, your friends, strangers, to the richness of the Catholic faith. 
You know, I, I am blessed to serve on the board of uh, the Pontifical College, Josephine, and we have a number of bishops from all over the country on that board. And the one point I always try to emphasize to these gentlemen is take a look at Columbus. So it's it's not a largely Catholic diocese. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a relatively uh, minority Catholic diocese, right? But some of the greatest apostolates that I see in the church anywhere in the nation are here, starting with St. Gabriel Radio, one of the strongest Catholic radio stations in the world. You two people have been saints and giants in this community. The men's conferences, the women's conferences, St. Paul's Outreach, the Catholic Foundation, one of the three or four largest Catholic foundations in the United States. Damascus, which is the you know uh, Catholic mm-hmm. summer youth camp, probably the best Catholic summer youth camp and youth formation program in the United States. There, there are so many rich apostolates here, and I would say to you uh, that are listening, be help us, you know, help the church, help help the great work that's being done here, and drag along some others. They don't have to be Catholic. Trust me, God will do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our our role is just to do a little bit of the lifting. So that would be my my only closing thought, Chuck, for our listeners is you know, to, to, the, to, to the, bring a friend. Thank the you. thought that I have, David, is we have a wound in the body of Christ at this moment, which we all know. And as a mother of a priest, I sorrow. I sorrow for the overwhelmingly good priests the far majority of the priests and their sorrow and my sorrow and the whole church's sorrow and the victim's sorrow. Jesus is the answer. We need to come to the Lord Jesus. He can heal us. He can renew us. He's wanting, he's able to do it, but we need to let him. Yeah. Amen. Open your door. Amen. And I also thought with all those different apostolates you Mm -hmm. mentioned, the one thing about the sacred heart, they're not in competition to any one of them. It's no. like every one of them needs Jesus in their home. They work, uh, yeah, they work so, cohesively. So Absolutely. it's almost like this is the final one that I think, as I tell Father, I'm rounding third going home, <laughs> that this is it. This yeah. is where the stake is in there for the domestic church and the family. We can't do it, and but we he can't can. Thank you enough, David, for your yes, willingness David, to speak at the you. Congress again November 10th at St. Michael's. And uh, it'll be in the morning and go on to sacredheartcolumbus.org. And Father, you can sort of wrap us up. Now. I'm excited. Give me the big job, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the most important thing we can do is pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon those who will be speaking at the Congress of the Sacred Heart, uh, Emily and David. And also to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon all of those who are considering coming. And all of those who are listening right now, those who have participated in bringing you this First Friday hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, let us pray for a continued outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Church, that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide and purify and cleanse and heal from within. And so we close with this prayer, guided by the promptings of the Holy Spirit, to return to the heart of Christ. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our families, of our very own selves, to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless, O Lord, our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. 
Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, David.